Christmas cheer. Um, we have the privilege of having with us a guest, uh, Doug Bates, who is a shareholder at Clark Partington here in Pensacola and the statewide chair of the Florida Bar Business Law Section. And if you um, are just tuning in, I, I was discussing a few minutes ago before the break about the um, amount of student loans and the number of people in the United States who are who have student loans and what does that say about our financial literacy situation in the United States and Doug's here to help us talk through that and about and talk us through some um, issues of financial literacy and how we can improve that here so Doug thank you so much for being with us today it's my pleasure thank you so much and I appreciate the opportunity to be here all right thank you um so you know we'll start with the student loan debt um what? Why do you think we have this amount of student loan debt? I mentioned the the one point seven trillion dollar number, and and what can people do to be more wise about not incurring student debt? That's a, it's a great question, and it's one I think uh, people across the country are trying to figure out. Um, I think you mentioned the number one point seven seven trillion, uh, which is the student loan debt amount that if you span across the United States, all forms of student loan. Um, that's the current tally, and that, that number's gone up significantly over the years. Uh, why that number exists um, is probably subject to plenty of people's opinions, but I think it's important to talk about what Florida's doing uh, to address issues of financial literacy so that the student loan uh, debt discussion can be one that we all try to grapple with. People are trying to grapple with it on a national level, but when you bring it to Florida, Florida's taking real concrete steps uh, to make changes to educate uh, our high school students in order that they can be consumers of debt and consumers of financial products in a way that is uh, meaningful and smart and useful as opposed to destructive. And, and those things uh, can be a very fine line sometimes, particularly when uh, someone is putting themselves through school, uh, they're trying to feed a family, they're doing a whole host of things. Uh, and student loan debt is right around the corner, and it's, it, it appears often to be an opportunity to have some financial freedom at a time in, in someone's life when they're either leaving home or they're at home and they're looking for a way to have some freedom. And in reality, if you learn the language, which is such an important part of financial literacy, you can then start setting yourself up for future success. So what do I mean by that? Well, what, is, what has Florida done? Well, in 2022, uh, Governor DeSantis signed a financial literacy bill which now requires that high school students uh, take one half credit of financial literacy as a prerequisite to graduation from high school. Um, that's a big deal. And, and that's not just Florida that's doing that. A lot of states across the country are doing that, but I applaud Florida because that's where we live and this is our state and it's a, and it's a huge step forward. So I see that as a bright light. I think that um, you're gonna see uh, the numbers in Florida uh, improve as students learn more at an earlier age. Yeah, so we are in essence setting them up then for financial success in the future. Um, so 
I, I think I had talked to you before a little bit about learning about financial literacy. How do we, how do we get them, students, get this literacy where we're seeing financial literacy being um, applied in schools? We're teaching financial literacy, which is a great step. How do we get these students to apply this in real life? Uh, it's a it's a great question. Let me take a couple of approaches to that. The first thing is uh, I want to make sure to mention that that financial literacy and and the teaching of financial literacy in high school is probably one of the most bipartisan supported yes. things that you'll find in the entire mm-hmm. country. Eighty eight percent of people surveyed, almost nine out of ten, uh, have said that they would like to see at least a half of year, a semester, or a full year of financial literacy in high school. That's an incredible number. I don't know uh, if, if Andrew, when he gets back, will challenge him to find uh, a, a number that's greater than that with any political issue. So that's number one. Uh, number two, we need to make sure that students know the language. Uh, they need to understand what a credit score is, what that means. They need to understand what a credit report is and what that means, because these are financial benchmarks that will travel with these students for the rest of their lives the minute they start building credit. And if they can start understanding those basic things, the, the language of financial literacy, then they'll understand how to apply it. So there's two pieces, at least at the beginning. One important note, and this is very important for, uh, I think about this in Escambia County. Uh, my mother was an educator for well over 40 years. And in addition to the literacy bill, we need to make sure that we train our teachers to be able to, to teach this. We've, we've put them in a, in a remarkable position uh, to have the opportunity to impact students with financial literacy education, but they need the training. So we can't leave teachers out of this mix. They're obviously the, one of our most treasured groups, and they need to be prepared to be able to deliver the information in a meaningful way. That's great. And I, I agree. I, I say, you know, learning the language for me was so important. Um, and my parents, you know, that was not a requirement in school when I was in high school. Um, but... We're going to get back to that in just a minute because right now we're going to go to Jake with traffic on the fives. Okay, we're still looking really good out there. No major slowdowns or accidents to report. I-10 East is backed up before the Pine Forest Road exit there for about a mile. Uh, North Davis, a little congested in both directions at East Olive. Highway 90 and uh, Highway 97 in Molino, if you're going by Beulah Elementary School on Highway 90 or uh, Molino Elementary on Highway 97, uh, you're going to have the school zones there. I don't see slowdown on Highway 98 in front of Gulf Breeze High School yet. Uh, That's flowing smoothly through Gulf Breeze, Gulf Gulf Breeze proper on into Navarre and Winhaven. Uh, if you're driving out of Milton this morning through Pace on Highway 90, no accidents slowing you down. Highway 29 is also looking good south through Cantonment. Uh, this traffic report, uh, I don't have a traffic sponsor right now, so we'll get back to this interview. If you see anything else out there slowing you down this morning, let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. All right. The Volkswagen Sign and Drive event wraps up the year at Pete Moore Imports. And that means with zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, and zero first month payment, you can lease the 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos at Pete Moore Imports today. 
It's never been easier to bring a shiny new Volkswagen home for the holidays. All you have to do is just sign your name. There's no down payment, no security deposit, nothing due at signing, and no first month payment. How much easier could it be? Just sign your name and you'll be driving a 2024 Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos home today. And as the new year comes to close, Feedmore Imports wishes everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Feedmore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Speedmore Imports is at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. For highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit, zero first month payment up to $900. Offer ends January 2nd, 2024. See dealer for details. Hey, if you're 64 turning 65, you're about to make a change in how you do insurance. And it's probably going to be, you know, different from anything you've ever experienced before. And that can produce some apprehension, right? Because going on to Medicare is a new thing. But guess what? It's not hard. It's not confusing, even though it might seem like it. But if you've got questions like what's Advantage, what's Supplement, what's Medicaid, does that apply to me? What about prescription drug benefits? All of that stuff Ricky Stewart Insurance. She's a great friend. She's such a sweetheart. You're going to love her. Her whole family does insurance. This is the one piece of insurance that she handles. Give her a call, and she'll walk you through this process and make it very easy, just like she's done for so many other listeners to the Pensacola Morning News. 341-2185 for Ricky Stewart Insurance. This Friday at 1030, join the Pensacola Humane Society on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe every wag of a tail, every purr, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Listen this Friday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Hello, everyone. This is Austin Price wanting to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul with a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty. Are back talking to Doug Bates about financial literacy, and as I was mentioning, you know, we're we're talking about getting financial literacy taught in schools, student debt. Um, but what really is the motivation? You know, you talked about teaching these kids the language, but what's really their motivation to take that and and apply it to their own life? That's a great question. It. it- I have four children, and, and finding something that can uh, encourage a child or a student or a teenager to do anything, um, <laughs> and any of our listeners, uh, are, I'm sure, are grappling with that. So let me say this. You have to make concrete goals, and, and one of those things with financial literacy is you have to remind people that when we talk about credit score and we talk about credit reports, there are two things. If you want to buy a car in the future and get a car loan to that high school student, uh, it matters what your credit score is. If you want to rent an apartment when you move to another place, 
uh, it matters what your credit score is. If you have uh, an eye for the military, and that's military services in your future, it matters what your credit score is. These, these are real concrete things that I think can uh, get a light bulb on for someone and, and make them think, wait a minute, what the choices I'm making now, and particularly the choices if you're a 17, 18-year-old high school student, the choices you're going to make in the next five years. We're not talking about 45 years. We're talking the next five years are going to set you on a course uh, for success. And, and we need to give concrete examples. I've given you a few. Uh, there are a lot of other ones. I want to say something else. When we're talking about uh, financial literacy, uh, choosing the right college fit for you uh, is, is a huge decision. You mentioned the student loan debt. One way to, to highlight that is, is to just let students know what opportunities are available out there. This isn't uh, an interview to talk about uh, the educational forms that are available after high school, but I will mm-hmm. say that right here in our own community, Pensacola State College was highlighted in 2021 U.S. News & World Report as one of the colleges in the country where students graduate with the least amount of student loan debt. Okay, the least amount, which is a huge mm-hmm. thing. And, and locally, and this is a local radio show, so locally, folks need to know, if you're in a local high school here and you're learning financial literacy, and the next step that you want to take in your life, right around the corner, we have two great, three great, four great places to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. We have lots of great places to go to school. UWF is fantastic. Pensacola Christian College is fantastic. PJC, PSC now, it was PJC when I went there, <laughs> um, is, is a great place where students graduate with the least amount of student loan debt. That's a big deal. We need to make sure people understand why that's important. That's a great point. Um, I attended PSC before transferring to University of Florida, and a lot of it was for financial reasons. And I think it's important that we express those to students and give them the opportunities to um, do what's best for them and what they can afford. Um, separately, a lot of Americans, well, when I looked up the numbers, I saw a 12% figure. 12% of Americans feel they're financially prepared for the future. What does that say about the job we've been doing, educate, educating the populace on finances and investments? And what does that say about what we need to be doing? Well, I, I think I'll look at it in an optimistic way. It says at least it's 12%. Um, <laughs> it, it, I, thinking about things in a, in a macro sense nationally is impossible uh, to, to, to zero in on one thing. Uh, the, everybody's geographic constraints require different financial literacy education. But here locally, and to bring it back to the, the city of Pensacola, Escambia, Santa Rosa County, we, we need to make sure that people understand that there is an optimistic future in front of them. Uh, 12% feel financially secure. That means, you know, 88% feel perhaps some measure of insecurity. And I think that's usually related to what they see as opportunities. Uh, They see maybe fewer opportunities available for them and their family. They're not readily apparent. And as a result of that, they feel insecure. If people recognized and realized that the educational opportunities here locally are substantial, whether it's Pensacola State College or UWF or the other educational places that we have available, if they saw that, if they saw that what they could get there would would allow them to go forward with less debt, uh, with bigger job opportunities, with real jobs uh, and real training, I think that you would see a brighter future uh, when they when they're sort of forecasting whether they're optimistic or not or financially secure. But instead, I think people don't recognize that these job opportunities are available, and then they, they translate that into, uh, well, I'm just going to have to take on debt to, to make it to the next stage. That's a very tough cycle. 
I recognize that we don't do a great job of educating everybody about the opportunities that are available, and I think that could increase some of the optimism when they saw what was really out there. Doug, we have about four more minutes, and um, what you've brought to us so far is is incredibly helpful and incredibly informative. Um, you know, we're we're grappling with the concept of student debt. Um, and how that plays into what we do about financial literacy in this country. Because, I mean, to, to maintain the economy, robust economy that we want, we've got to tackle this problem. So um, could you, Doug, leave our listeners with a few takeaways here um, about financial literacy? Do you have any um, advice as far as resources or, um, you know, what, not only parents can do with their kids, but what we can do as adults going forward. Sure. Um, the first thing would be uh, take a look at the language that we've talked about. Pull, pull a copy of your credit report. It, the, one of the best things you can do is, is pull a copy of your credit report. Um, you can do that. There are resources available online to be able to do that. Pull a copy of your credit report and just read it look through exactly what's on there. It'll give you an understanding of the information that's actually gathered about you and that compiles what is ultimately your credit score. So pulling a copy of that credit report, uh, there are free resources available. Uh, I would say that'd be a great first step for anybody. Uh, for any adult um, that's looking to find a way to teach their children about that, pull a copy, get some education yourself about what's going on in your own finances. And then to, uh, to take it down to the, to the children's level, uh, or perhaps even even the high schooler, I would say start with cash. Start with cash. Um, one of the best things that people can do is actually see the money going out of their hands. Uh, we've moved into a, uh, a you know a credit card and or debit card, uh, cash app, internet money society where we don't see the money going out of our hands. And I don't know about you, Anna, but when I was a kid uh, and I saw uh, two or three dollars got in my hands, whether it was at the at the Tom Thumb around the corner or anywhere else, uh, it was it was meaningful. I, I knew that I was That's I right. was giving somebody money for something. It, it's it's quite different when you use a card. The the uh, emotional attachment to cash is still there, and it's a great teaching tool. Start small. Uh, start with exactly what that the dollars are that you have for the week for that for that child. Elementary school age, it's perfect. Uh, give them a certain amount of money, and and then let them tell you what they did with it. Fantastic. Thank you, Doug, for being with us. We really appreciate it. All right. This is Anna Higgins filling in for Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. And we'll be right back after the top of the hour news with Fox News coming right up. And we'll be right back with more News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. <laughs> 